podcast is brought to you by the Trillium Awakening Teachers Circle. To find out more about how to grasp the means of your own awakening, visit our website at www.trilliumawakening.org. So today we're going to do a meditation sequence that was developed by Judith Blackstone, and she does her work, The Realization Process, beautiful work. And it's all about exploring fundamental consciousness, but also exploring embodiment. You know, as you go through this work, uh, just the Trillium work, you know, you find that as you, as stuff comes up and you work on stuff, you actually create more space within yourself. And that more space is something that we need to really own. And a lot of what I've seen is that, you know, oh, go into your space, leave that, but we don't really go and own that space after we've actually experienced it. So part of this, this meditation will be more about owning your space, okay? And in that process, you become more embodied. And what's interesting is as you become more embodied, you actually sink deeper and deeper into your core. And it seems interesting is that you deep, deepen into yourself, which means it feels like you're moving further away from other people and, and the world. But actually, the deeper you get into yourself, the more intimate connection you have with other people in the world. And that's just the beauty of this work is she starts teaching you to get what it is to feel like to go inside. So this is an embodied work. So we're just going to do one quick little exercise just to show you a little difference here. So everybody have their hands on their lap. Just get your hands on your lap and be aware of your hands from your head. So you're up here and I can feel your hands, right? So I can feel my hands are on my knees, things like that. So that's, that's being aware from your head of other parts of your body. Now what I want you to do is be aware, but be inside of your hands as you're aware. And feel the subtle shift from your head to go down. It's not going to be just dramatic shifting of things. For some, it might be. But for most people, you can actually feel a slight shift from the head focus down into your body somewhere. Okay. And now just go back and forth. Now, So go back to your head. Feel how you actually have to pull your awareness and attention back into your head. And now take it back to be inside your hands. And just feel that subtle shift. This is the work that we're going to be doing today. We want to be actually in our body, not from our heads, but actually being in our bodies. So we'll begin the meditation. So everyone's got their eyes closed, I believe. It'd be nice if you did. You could keep them slightly open if you'd like. But eyes closed is usually good on the first time. And just begin to breathe in and out through your nose. A nice, smooth inhale through the nose and a smooth exhale through your nose. And really, and this is an interesting phrase, Breathe the air in the room. There's a lot of times when we close our eyes that we go somewhere else. But actually stay in the room and breathe the air that's actually in the room where you're at. So you're breathing in the air. And you're exhaling the air nice smoothly. And just notice as, as you inhale and exhale, if your breath actually goes through little catches, sometimes we breathe in, it's not continuous, there's a small pause. And if that's true, see if there's something that you have to really let go of, something you have to release in order for your breath to be completely smooth on the inhale and completely smooth on the exhale. And maybe start to count to three on the inhale and three on the exhale, just so that they're equal. So you're breathing in to a count of three, and you're breathing out to a count of three. And what we're just doing right now is we're just trying to settle our bodies, settle into our bodies. And a lot of our thoughts can just sit on top of the breath right now and float along with the breath. We don't need to grab onto anything here. We're just allowing the, th- the breath to move, into the body and out of the body. 
And we're just making deep inward contact with ourselves at this time. So on your next inhale, just allow the inhale to go into you as deeply as possible. On the exhale, just let it go from wherever it is. That means it may go right out through your body or it may come back out through the nose. But when you inhale, breathe in as deeply as you can without forcing. And the exhale just goes wherever it goes. And again, we're just making deep inward contact with ourselves. And now bring your attention down to your feet and feel that you are inside of your feet, that you actually inhabit the inside of your feet. So you're not just aware from the head, you're actually in your feet. So you're inside of your toes and you feel how the inside of the toes connect to the inside of the foot. You can feel the ball mounts, the heels, the arches. You're inside of your foot. You can actually feel the foot from very close to the ground, touching the ground and feeling the support that the ground gives your body and your legs. Okay, that's the foundation of our being, believe it or not. That sense with your eyes closed that there's something supporting our body underneath it. With our eyes closed, it's just a sense of support. That's consciousness supporting consciousness. Okay, so just allow that support to be there and that you can settle down onto that foundation of your being there. And allow your body to just relax there and settle there. And you're still inhabiting your feet. You're getting a sense of what does it feel like to be inside my feet being supported by the floor underneath me. And now get a sense of self in your feet. What is what is your experience of self in this moment? What does it feel like? It's not an idea. Oh, this is me. It's a sensation of self in your feet. What does that feel like right now? It may be a very subtle vibration. It may be a, a temperature. It may be a color. But what is my sense of self in this moment? And now move up into your ankles and your lower legs. So you want to inhabit the ankles between the bones, in the bones, the calf muscles, the shins. But you don't leave the feet in the process. So the feet are still part of this connection of being inhabited at this time. So you're in your ankles, you're in your lower legs, but you still connect this foot through the ankle. It's all continuous space. Right. And that the legs have a front to them and a back to them and it has sides and fill up the volume there. And now get a sense of self in your ankles and your lower legs. Is it any different than that sense of self in your feet? What does it feel like right now in this moment? Your sense of self in your ankles and your lower legs. Now feel that you're inside the space of your knees. And these have a front to them and a back to them. And they also have sides. And then you're in that internal space. And that the knees allow the bottom, your lower legs, to connect to the upper legs. It's all continuous. It's just space right there. 
And now balance your awareness of the space of your knees. That is, hold both of those spaces simultaneously in your awareness at the same time. So you're finding both those spaces. So it's not going back and forth from one side to the other. And actually notice that you're doing that. It can be very quick. Our minds are able to do that very quickly. So see if you can actually hold them both in your awareness at the same time. And as you balance your awareness of the space inside your knees, you actually balance both sides of the brain. You balance your mind. And as you balance your mind, you experience the stillness of a balanced mind. The stillness is always there, but when the mind's not balanced, we don't recognize anything as it's always being there. So as you balance your awareness on either side of your body, your mind balances, and the stillness can be experienced. Now move up into your upper legs. Inhabit those upper legs. Feel the back of your thighs against the chair. Maybe your hands on top of your thighs. Be in the space between that. And from side to side, allow the sides to expand. And really fill up the volume of your upper legs. You can feel all those big muscles. The thigh muscles, the quads, the hamstrings, all those muscles. And the bones, the femurs. You're feeling the space from your knees all the way up to your hip sockets. And now get a sense of self in your upper legs. What does that feel like in your upper legs right now? What's that sense of self? And also get a sense that that sense of self now extends all the way from the tips of your toes through the open space of the body, all the way up through your ankles, the lower legs, and knees, all the way up through the legs. Now, so you're now inhabiting all aspects of your of your legs. And now find your hip sockets. It's very interesting. The hip sockets are a little lower toward the chair than most people realize, and they're a little deeper into the body. And your body mind actually knows where they are. You don't have to really force yourself to find them. It's more of a settling into your hip sockets. So just allow sort of a settling. And you may actually feel like your mind is looking around for them, and it actually is. You're trying to define where in space your hip sockets are. That's the space of the hip sockets. And just allow yourself to settle into that. And recognize that from the space of the hip sockets, you can feel the internal space of your upper legs and the internal space of your lower torso at the same time. It's all continuous space. Now balance your awareness of the space inside your hip sockets. Find both hip sockets at the same time. So just simultaneously holding the awareness of both hip sockets. And as you balance your awareness of the space inside your hip sockets, again, you balance your mind. 
and you can experience the stillness of a balanced mind. And now go all the way down to the bottom of your torso and feel that against the chair. With your eyes closed, again, it's just a sense of support underneath your body. Again, it's consciousness, supporting consciousness. This is the foundation of our being. Our whole torso can settle down toward this foundation of our being. Our arms, our neck, our head, our emotions and our thoughts can all settle down toward this foundation. It can support us. It is supporting us at all times. So just get that sense that you're being supported below your feet and also below your torso. At least two foundations here that we can work with. And now move up a little bit into the pelvic bowl and your abdominal region. Get a sense of that support. There's a the pelvic wall is three-dimensional. You may be able to feel your lower spine against the chair or the back of your seat. You can feel the soft organs. All the way up to your respiratory diaphragm. You can get a sense of that respiratory diaphragm sitting there below your lungs. It's a huge muscular support. It goes from the front of your body to the back of your body. This is another internal foundation of our being, the diaphragm. In our society, because a lot of thought forms are associated with fear, we tend to pull up on the diaphragm, the muscles, causing us to breathe higher in our chest. So we can allow this diaphragm to settle down. It's an internal support. We don't need to do anything to it. It can support the heart and the lungs and the upper body and the brain in the thoughts, and the emotions. And now move up into your heart and your chest, your lungs, the top of your shoulders, the shoulder blades, the upper spine against the chair. And feel that your body has a front to it and a back to it. And the back's against the chair and the front's out a little further. Now you're in between that space, inhabiting the space from the front of your body to the side of your, the back of your body, and actually expand out the sides. Allow it to be very three-dimensional. And you're filling up all of that space. And now get an idea that you're filling up the whole torso all the way from the pelvic floor all the way up to the top of the shoulders. You're in that whole space now. And get a sense of self in that in your torso. What does that feel like right now? Not an idea yet. What's the sense of self, that feeling, the sensation of self in your torso at this time? And now find a space within your shoulder sockets. So again, the shoulder sockets tend to be a little further back, and actually a little further out than most people realize. So we don't have to force ourselves. We don't have to make an effort to find our shoulder sockets. Our body-mind knows where it is. We just want to settle into them very subtly. We're allowing ourselves to inhabit the shoulder sockets. And recognize that from the space of the shoulder sockets, we can feel 
how the upper torso connects to the upper arms. Now balance your awareness of the space inside your shoulder sockets. Find both of those internal spaces at the same time. And as you balance your awareness of the space inside your shoulder sockets, you balance your mind. And you can experience the stillness of a balanced mind. Now inhabit your arms all the way from your shoulder sockets to your fingertips. So the upper arms, the elbows, the lower arms, the forearms, the wrists, the hands, the palms, the fingers, all the way to the fingertips. And feel the three-dimensionality of your arms. Really feel that your fingers are connected to the body, not just some experience that's out there in space. You get a sense of self in your arms. What does the sense of self now feel like? Again, it may be a subtle vibration, a resonance, a color. And now move up into your neck and inhabit your neck. The whole cylinder of the neck, all the way from the collarbones up to the jawline. You can maybe feel the spine along the back of the neck, the throat, the larynx, really inhabiting your neck. You get a sense of self in your neck, too. What does that feel like in this moment? And now inhabit your jaw and your chin. You're inhabiting your mouth and your tongue and your lips. You can feel yourself behind your cheeks, cheekbones, your inside of your nose, all the way to the tip of the nose on the inside. You're inhabiting your ears. Allow your eyes to relax and settle down and become continuous with the rest of your face. And realize that the eye sockets, the bones underneath your eyes, are actually another foundation of our being. We don't have to strain our eyes to be in this world. We do so much of that. We were taught to look out and force ourselves to look out. We can allow our eyes to settle down and just be there. The image will still come to us. We don't have to force ourselves to look for things. So our eyes can settle and relax. We can relax the muscles of the forehead all the way around to the temples on the side. And allow the temples to expand out toward the side. Allow the top of your head to settle down. And inhabit your brain all the way from the front to the back. And side to side, top to bottom.
Now get a sense of self in your head. What does it feel like right now? Now feel that you're inside your whole body all at once. If we say that the body is a temple, you're now sitting inside your temple with nothing left out. All the way from the tips of the toes to the top of the head and to the fingertips. Inhabiting your body. And now get a sense of self in your whole body. Attune to that quality. Feel that you're made of the quality of self. And how does that arise in this moment? Now keeping your eyes closed, See if you can find a space outside your body to space in your room. But don't leave your body to do that. Stay inside and just see if you get a sense of the space outside your body. An experience of the space outside of your body and the space inside your body is the same continuous space. It pervades you. You are still inside your body but your body is pervaded by space. You are permeable and you are transparent. And now experience that your whole body, every cell in your body is breathing simultaneously. It's just one breath. Arising, inhaling, and exhaling. Everything inhales simultaneously. Everything exhales simultaneously. It's just one breath. And the space is doing the breathing. Now, slowly and gently, just open your eyes just slightly, but stay inside your body. We have a tendency when we open our eyes to leave. We tend to go out, but try to stay inside, deep in your core. We're not quite done yet. And still experience that you're inside your body and that you're experiencing the space outside your body still. It's all the same continuous space. And just allow the images that you can see to come to you. Again, you don't need to go get images. We're taught to get images, but you don't need to get them. They'll just come to you. So as I say, you don't need to look in order to see. Just let the images come to you. Let the space do the scene. It is the same for your hearing. Anything that you hear, my voice, sounds around you from outside, far away, close by. You don't need to go and grab them. They'll just come to you. Let the space do the hearing. Right? In a sense, listening is an active event. Just, you don't have to listen to hear. 
The hearing just occurs. We're taught so much to grab at everything. This is a chance just to allow the space to be there, experiencing the sights and the sounds. And now get an idea that the space outside you is the same space as inside. It's the same space that is within all of us. There's only one space here, not this room. And as we do this work of actually experiencing the oneness of the space, it affects everybody. We're doing the work of the planet. We're allowing this to become a natural phenomenon, which is in the human psychic field. We help everyone by doing this type of work. So we feel the oneness of everyone, the oneness of ourselves. The space is the fundamental consciousness. That is what we are. And the body arises within the space. But there's only one space. Just different expressions of the space. Different expressions of consciousness. Just sit with this for a few moments. Now you can just allow yourself to just sort of settle out of that, come back into your space of the room, get a sense that there's a body here, right? And the body has a little more space right now, and own that space. This is who I am. Own that space. Claim it. The more you do this type of meditation, the more you realize there are places in your body you don't actually inhabit. This is what's so beautiful about doing this work, is that you don't realize how much you're not inhabiting until you start trying to inhabit your body. So that's it for the meditation. There we can take any questions. I guess we, I'm not sure if we can go off the Facebook Live now, whatever. There we go. Okay. So if anyone has any questions or any insights or any experiences they had during that time, uh, I, I don't know if we're raising our hand through their hand raising or if people can just raise their hand since we're all on one screen. Um, go to gallery view. If anyone has a question, they can uh, unmute themselves or experience, they can unmute themselves. Or just any comments about that? Any feedback for me on how I might do that differently? I found that um, when you said that we're doing the work of the, the planet, I, I found that very motivating. Um, I mean, obviously, we're doing this for ourselves, but it's, it's also like, I mean, I don't know. But it just, it, I just found it motivating. It gave me context. Right. And actually, when I said that, believe it or not, the energetic field from all of you really resonated with it. And my, the hairs on my legs stood up at the time. So you all really picked up on that. And you all said yes. Because we know we're doing it. You know, sometimes we just have to be reminded that we're doing such immense work at this time and that it is having an impact on everything around us. Thank you, David. Yeah. Anyone else? Well, I would just because I knew it 
that um, this is my first truly a meditation I've come to. So anyway, I liked, you know, because I'm trying to feel into my body more. And I liked, I liked the meditation and how, yeah, how it, to think of the space. Because I always get confused with like, do I really feel the space outside of me? And do I feel the space inside of me? You know, so I thought that was a good, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, this is interesting. But also I felt like, not falling asleep, but like checking out in some way. You know, like I don't think I caught the thing with the planet. Do you know what I mean? Right. I don't remember that saying. I just, yeah. It, I it, let me tell you that as I've been doing this and been trained through it over the years, that when I get to a part of my body that doesn't want me to be in it, it puts me to sleep. It actually takes me out of the meditation into some other location. And, and I get, you start paying attention to that because you realize, oh my God, every time I hit my upper left thigh, I'm not, where am I going? Ah. It, it, I can actually feel myself being pulled away. There, there are thought forms that come in that pull me away from sitting in my upper left thigh. And I go, what the heck is happening? And I go, oh, trauma there that I don't want to experience. And so Judah's work is all about the reason that um, we're the way we are is because we're contracted. In order to be and survive in our society, we have to contract our muscles. And in that contraction, we dissociate from that part of our body. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say what's her name, Julius. I know you said Judith. Judith Blackstone. She does the realization process. Uh, you can get her. You can listen to her. She has meditations all over the web and things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's really beautiful for the, the trillion work because it has so much associated with the with the embodiment aspect of your embodying at the same time you're experiencing the space, which I think is so wonderful. It, it places them both together at the same time, which is what's happening. Okay. And so, you know, I add a little bit to her meditations um, to try to make it more of that embodiment aspect of it. But her, her thing is the space is, a, is here. We're arising within the space, but we are here. There's no diff- There is a physical reality here that's being experienced, but it's arising. There's a spaciousness underneath that that is the one space. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Very really helpful. Thanks. You're welcome. So, Jim, I found it, it interesting because going from that perspective through the body into that space, usually I do it through meditation. And it, I think it takes a little bit longer to get in that space sometimes because the meditation, you know, Zen background and other backgrounds is through you know, stilling of the mind, and then that space opens up, and, you know, that full space inhabiting the body, inhabiting outside the body. But I, I found the technique very interesting in that usually it takes about 10 minutes to get there, and this was much quicker to go into that kind of state of embodied embodiment yet expansion at the same time. So it, it was quite interesting to, to watch how that operated. And recognize that as soon as you leave your mind, the body, believe it or not, is pretty still. And what happens is typically from the meditation, you're in your mind still being aware of something else. But when you actually take yourself into that part, that part has the stillness inherent in it because you're no longer appearing in the thought forms. You've moved yourself away from the thought forms into the spaciousness and the stillness. And it, it's, that's why it happens, seems to happen so fast, because you're getting right out of the thoughts. And your mind, your, your awareness, your attention can't be in two locations. So it's either going to be a paying attention to the thoughts or it's going to be in your body. And so that balancing idea, like you could balance your awareness of both hands. As long as you're in both hands and you're balancing it, you're, you will balance your mind. Because what happens is that it forces both sides of your brain to be used at the same time. 
which causes your brain to synchronize. And when your brain synchronizes, it sort of just gets very quiet and relaxes. The thought forms disappear. So this is the thing is that we're not balanced from side to side. So this technique is very big about balancing both sides of the body so that the mind, is, the brain is being used simultaneously on both sides. And that causes a synchronicity within the brain, which causes the stillness to just be present, which is always there. But it gets the thoughts out of the way. and You recognize that the stillness is always there. But you can balance that. You can balance your two index fingers as long as you hold them simultaneously. You can use any part of your body that has a mirror to just hold yourself into that space. It's really neat. Thank you, Patrick. I, I found that quite remarkable that as soon as I held both knees, I think it was the knees, at the same time, my brain just snapped into a completely different place. Right? Yes. Absolutely remarkable. So, yeah. I also, also, I think you explained why I lost the thread of what you were saying. It's like I hit a part of my body that I didn't want to go. <laughs> I just left. <laughs> and that's yeah, and recognize and this is and recognize that, right? To say, oh my God, I didn't want to hear that. And you know, again, it's that you're synchronizing both sides of your your brain, and how much we have, we're trained not to be in synchrony. Everything in our society takes us out of that balance of a synchronized brain. And so this is doing doing. I mean, the TVs do all the frequencies that we work with take us out of a synchronized brain. They take us into disrupted. They take us into non. Synchrony. You take one side of the brain doing one thing, another. It's just like a thinking. If it's over, over uh, used, and we don't use the right side, there's an imbalance. Okay, and this is allowing them both to be present at the same time. Okay, I'm allowed to have the right side, which in our society is not really favored all that much. We were supposed to be logical. Okay, so we favor this side, which immediately places us out of balance. We need to have both of them going. And in that going, actually, believe it or not, our intelligence increases because there's relaxation. We don't have to force ourselves to think. The thought forms will just come naturally. Okay, and, we'll, and our brains will be used in a more efficient manner. And our minds will be. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah, go ahead, Tim. I've done a lot of meditation in my life. So this one... Somewhat different, well, a lot different. I was feeling deeper and deeper, but I kept having a thought, I just want to leave, do something else. But you know, I'll stay with it. And it's like the, I didn't really notice like a difference between having the attention, intention and the attention in the head somewhere else. But, but just having that intention, then it's, it, things did shift. And I've learned through other processes that I do that intention and attention are very powerful things, particularly when they're used together. And it can be a very subtle, like you can send healing, healing energy to someone and they will get it and feel it or maybe not feel it. And you don't need to have, um, clairvoyance to be able to see what their chakras are doing. But to, but having the intention, you don't even have to know who they are really. And you can, but using your intention and attention. Anyway, it's a very powerful thing. It's something we all have inherently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very powerful when we can focus our attention somewhere, 
right? And become that one-pointedness, right, going into the body. What's also interesting about this, uh, her meditations, is we actually start reformatting our concept of our body image map. Because hmm. we, we think where our shoulders are and where our hands are in space are where they are. But I actually was one time doing this and I realized that my forearm went shooting three feet away from my body. I go, what the hell is going on there? And recognize that that was not a part of my body. It wasn't part. Of it. So I actually couldn't feel my hand continuous with my, with my upper arm because my, my forearm was gone. It was somewhere else. And so we actually learn and remap ourselves in this process so that we become a whole body mind and not a distorted one, which a lot of us have, a distorted body mind map or body image map in our bodies. And so this is, this is why when you really get into your shoulders, you recognize they're, they're not quite where I thought they were. You can actually put your hands and say, oh, my God, I was thinking they're way up here. No, they're way back here. They're inside. Same with the hips, how deep the hip sockets are in our bodies. And what happens is it starts getting the points. And then once your, your body mind knows exactly where that point is, it can go back every time. So it starts reformatting how you actually image yourself internally, right? And so this is part of the distortion that we all have with our bodies, okay? Because we, I think we are all given distorted concepts of what we look like. And so this helps reformat that, that distortion. Okay. I just want to say thank you. That was just beautiful and I I did I don't know that I ever heard the balancing with the left and the right and you know all these years I've lived I don't know that I've heard that so I'm really grateful do you go by Jim or James Jim typically yeah yeah okay thank you Jim you're very welcome yeah yeah thank you anyone else yes uh, uh, I don't know if I have the ability to unmute you. Do you want to? Oh, there you go. Oh, uh, Sandy. Yeah. Um, after we got above the neck, that's where I lost it. <laughs> um, I did, I think I was asleep, but I had in my mind a point outside my head, and I was kind of concentrating on that, and then I faded away somewhere. <laughs> so, you know what? That means the rest of it was was really great. You know, I, I felt like I was getting the balance. And I have been working with this a little bit um, already. Yeah. But I don't know what, where I went. <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to get in my head and all those. Right. And, and this is part of it. You know, a lot of uh, just ourselves as human beings have a real, you know, like my wife and I used to, teach a, an acting class for younger kids. It's just for a short time. And we had to make them look in a mirror for five minutes, just let themselves. And most of them couldn't do it. We have a real problem being able to look at ourselves. And so we, have, we don't want to see ourselves. We don't want to be here because there's something about this that we don't like. We just don't like our image. And so this is part of the distortion that we've been given. So we'll place ourselves outside somewhere. And so this is all, this is all part. Just, this, is, this type of meditation is just to make you aware of where you're not inhabiting. So that's, those are places that you can go in and do some, do some real nice trillion work where you're sitting in there. Let's embody into that region and see what's happening there. What do I feel there? What do I sense there? What, am I numb? Is it cold? Is it hot? Is, you know, it's that type of thing. What's going on there that I don't want to go into that? How tense is it? Right? Say, so, oh my God, I'm clenching my hands or something like that. Say, so what's going on there? And we start becoming really attuned to how we're holding ourselves in space and how much we're gripping. Because most of us are gripping in some level. 
okay, of, you know, we're contracting a lot to protect ourselves from the onslaught of the energies of society, which we're all very sensitive to. And it's the only way we survived was by contracting. But now it's time to start uncontracting and starting to be open because it's really necessary on this planet. It's time for people to be just wide open spaces. And then when that wise, because that way, believe it or not, when you're wide open, nothing impacts you. It just goes through you. But because we have all these little contractions, as things come to us, they get caught. And it makes us feel like, oh, my God, that's horrible. And things like that. So allowing ourselves, the more openness we can get with ourselves, the more spacious we become, the more transparent we become, the less to actually, believe it or not, the energies of the world impact us. Because we settle down into our center and it's just a space and, sincere, and things are just flowing through us. And we can feel it throwing. You can actually sense, wow, there's a lot of anger there, but it's not catching anything as it goes through. So, oh, can I be with that? And can I, that's where we learn how to hold that in compassion. Wow, that person's angry or that person's sad or that person's grieving or distressed or something. Can I have compassion now? Without taking anything out, without getting caught in it. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elizabeth, uh, unmute yourself there. Yeah. Um, I remember going, we were in the pelvic floor and then we went to the shoulders. Did we do anything in the middle? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You blacked out. We did the whole oh. abdominal region, the diaphragm, the chest, the heart, the lungs. See, so there's just something down there, right? That said, you're gone. Yeah. I'm not, and what usually happens is we come back later on. And we think, oh, there must have been something around the show. No, it was much earlier. So wherever you remember it last is the place that you say, well, there's something going on here. And maybe I need to look there. Okay. Yeah. This, <laughs> you know, my wife laughs because I talk with her about this all the time. I say, oh, my God. I was in my knee, and also next time I'm on my shoulders. Like, where, where the hell did the rest of the body go? Did he do it? And sure enough, yeah. so go back and listen. Okay. And say, oh, my God, he did talk about that. Where was I? And see if you can stay with it. But also notice when you get back to the pelvic floor, that tendency to want to leave. Oh my God, there's that pressure to leave. And you know, you start paying and you actually, you actually learn a mechanism by which your, your mind has taught you to distract yourself, to get away. Mine is to give me images. It, it grabs me and it pull, I can actually feel myself being pulled out of my body into this image field. Okay. And so I say, Oh my God, there it is. I'm happy. And you just say, no, no, no. I want to stay with this this time. And that happens is, you allow it to settle and sit with it, and you recognize, wow, that's really tight, or something's really scary there. And so now I need to sit with that, or and I need to work with somebody with that because I'm not sure I can go into myself. If, because if I typically, if we try to go into do our own work, like I used to do this, I, I sit down, do my own work, and wake up half an hour later and say, shit, I just went somewhere my body didn't want me to go, and it actually would put me to sleep for half an hour. And so you recognize we have these distracting mechanisms, or you go and read, or you go and eat, and you recognize, wait a second, I was doing some work, wasn't I? What was I doing that? Oh, my God, an hour ago. What have I been doing for an hour? And so we have very sophisticated distracting mechanisms, which we developed as two- or three-year-olds, which is really quite amazing to begin with, the genius of a two- or three- or four-year-old, to come up with mechanisms to distract ourselves from our pain. So this is just allowing that child part to recognize, hey, you're doing exactly what I asked you to do. You're protecting me, but this time I want to go in. This time I want to experience what's, what you're holding back so that you don't have to hold it back anymore. And so we're allowing the child parts to free themselves up from having to do all this extra work that they don't need to be doing. They just want to be kids. They just want to be going, ah, and running around, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, but we were never allowed to or something like that. You know, it's that type of thing. 
Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, Julie, uh, can you unmute yourself there? Yeah. yeah. Um, so as we were working out from our, just even our feet I, and then upwards, so there was a part of me that was drifting off, but I was still doing, you know, going, going through the exercise. Um, and then there was a part of my body that was um, kind of more kind of in my upper torso um, that started to grab my attention and wanted me to be there. Um, so I was doing both. I was sort of conscious of and aware of it and then moving, still moving through and kind of nodding off at the same time. <laughs> so there were like three things happening at the same time. Um, what do you advise? Do I stop everything and just go to where it's loud and then kind of return? Or Well, what, what you can do, this, this number was, one is yes, you can do exactly that. I'm going to go there to this. The other is say, oh, I recognize you're trying to get my attention. Do you mind if I finish your meditation? I'll come back when we're done. And you'll find a lot of times that they'll release. They'll say, okay, that's good. Because typically we're not going through our body so intimately that we don't pay attention to those spots that want us to, that are trying to get our attention. So when you go into that, oh, my God, this She's actually paying attention to me. I need to talk to her right now. So she starts contracting down and the muscles. Oh, my God. And then you recognize, okay, I see you. I, I feel you. I sense that you want my attention. Can I finish this meditation? And then I'll come back when you're done. And then you can sit in your chest and say, wow, what's going on there? What can I do for you? How can I, how can I hold you right now in some open space? And what do you need to tell me? And sometimes you recognize you just get into a dialogue with a part of yourself that's saying, hey, it's been a while since we talked, Julie. Uh, can we uh, just sort of sit down and have a one-on-one and, uh, you know, I'm a little upset right now or I'm a little angry or I'm a little this. And you say, well, okay, what are you angry about? Well, you forgot me. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. You know, you forgot me 20 years ago or something like that. I go, oh, okay, I'm sorry. We do our whole, we do our coconut yoga with ourselves, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Let's talk. And you say, oh, okay. You recognize you can really start getting into dialogue with yourself. Um, and it can be really quite beautiful. Right, Dave is going, so we say goodbye to David. All right. Okay. Um, anything else, Julie? You just moved on. Okay. Uh, yes, Peter. Uh, sorry. Um, God. I don't know. Can you see me anyway? No, not yet. You turned your video off, I think, when you went to hit yourself. Oh, 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 okay, 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 okay. Thank you. There, there you are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm sitting here, I'm going like, well, what is it? Look, I, I practice martial arts all my life, every day, right? So I think I'm in the body. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, since I've been working with Trillium, and I've done inner child all my life, blah, 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 I realized that there is an element of shame actually here, right? Because when we're, when, when you, when we're talking, you know, everybody has to experience, and I said, well, what happened there? Yeah, I always fall asleep there. You know, I get up at three in the morning and sit and meditate, right? This is how crazy I can get. And it's like, I fall asleep at one point and I just wake up, but I never knew what that was. And what it is, like you're pointing out, there is a, there's a, there, there's a way of, Escaping, uh, 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 checking out. I, I mean, going into your unconscious, basically. Mm-hmm. And now I realize what it is. And it's, it's between the hips and between the shoulders. 
I totally missed that space. Totally got, didn't get it, right? And then I go like, oh, what was that? Ah, that's when the childhood trauma, that's when the father beat the child with the bleed it into the floor, right? That's that part. So really beautiful work, man. Beautiful. Really powerful work. Yeah, I, I can, this is why I've been following it for, you know, a number of years because it is, to me, it's one of the most powerful meditation series that I've, I've come across. Um, but I, I see the, the utility and the reason I haven't just left this, you know, Trillium to go into, is because I find that for Trillium folks, they love this stuff. Because we're not typically getting, we're not typically getting meditations like this in this group, typically. We don't usually get this really embodying yet spacious type of meditations uh, on a daily basis. So this is one of those ways of bringing something very powerful into the group. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast from the Trillium Awakening Teacher Circle. The musical accompaniment is Awaken by Wayne Kington. To learn more about Wayne and his music, visit www.waynejosephkington.com.